Yo, and welcome to the 34th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp, and I'm joined today by three very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for the millionth time, we have Grant, aka Boo underscore CK. Hello, Kevin. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Joining us for a handful of times, we have Sack, aka Sack Sack 17. And joining us for the first time, we have Tord Reklev, aka Tord TCG. Hey, all. So, we have a very special episode planned for you today. We are going to, of course, get into a Grant rant because every time Grant is on the show, he has something to be angry about. Then we're going to talk a lot about Fusion Strike. Fusion Strike pre releases either already happened or are happening this upcoming weekend, depending on if they were delayed for you. So, we're all pretty hype about the set or disappointed in the set. We'll find out for a second. If you've seen my YouTube video, you know my take on the set already, but we'll hear some other people who might be a little more excited than I am. And then we're going to take some questions from Twitch chat. As always, we are live on twitch.tv slash mellow underscore Magikarp. So Grant, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Back in town. Feels, feels great to get back in the grind of just working all day. It's the heavy work season. Um, you know, getting to see some good streams again. I watched Tord earlier today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure hey. we'll, we'll touch on some of his thoughts in a little bit. But yeah, overall pretty good. Awesome. I've also really been enjoying. Tord's been streaming quite a bit. And uh, Trickor or Grant Manley came back as well, as far as like some content creation. And Sanders occasionally on too. So it's a good time to watch really good players play Pokemon. I've also been streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, yes. Good call. Of course. Sack Sack 17 has also been streamed. Sack, how's your week been? It's been good. I was scrolling through Twitter the other day, and by the other day, I mean this morning, and <laughs> I saw a tweet by JW saying that he almost has his world's invite, and he'd be down to commentate on regionals. So I don't have my world's invite, or I'm not even close to it, but I think I have a new goal for the season is to commentate big tournaments. So Pokemon, if you're listening to this, just know. <laughs> Let's go. Tord, how's your week been? It's been it's been cool. I I was playing some tennis earlier today and uh, it was fine. It was it's unusual hot outside as well. We had like five degrees in rain for like a month now, but today it was like twelve degrees. I was like super happy. So it was cool. Okay. And for, you gotta make sure because a lot of our listeners are uh from the country that doesn't know what Celsius is. <laughs> that is oh. 53 degrees Fahrenheit for those of you who are from the US. So not freezing, but uh, still cold, what I would call cold, but oh. sure. Go play Perfect. tennis. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 34 degrees this morning. It was sick. Yeah, that is definitely a Norwegian thing right there. Of like, oh, it's 12? This is so warm. I'm so happy. I was actually so yeah, happy. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that uh as far as myself what have i been doing i haven't oh unite bro we're almost in masters rank and unite finally i've actually like been trying and i go through spurts where it's like i'm too busy to play the game but now it's like i have to play because the season starts over soon so we're getting a uh, really really close to master rank shout out to delock for playing with me in duos which has been helping a lot because lock is uh better than i am <laughs> by quite a pretty pretty big margin and then I opened up my booster box of Fusion Strike from uh, the Pokemon Company, which you can check out on YouTube. And 
boy, this set is something. There is, I opened 30, wait, 8 plus 36, whatever number that is, 44 packs. And on the 44th pack, I pulled my first Galarian Zigzagoon because there are so many freaking cards in the set. It's so ridiculous. But I got a Altart Gengar VMAX, which is really exciting. It's a very pretty card. I won't be playing it because I don't play full art. I think, Tord, you're a full bling person, right? It depends, really. So I think I've been, I've been liking to play my Pokemons in like fully blinged out if I could. Um, but that was in the past before I got like these super sick versions. But um, uh, I usually like my trainers like normal art. And then if I have some tech trainers, I like them to stand out because then they're easier to search for. So like if I had like a tech um max potion or enhanced hammer or something in the past i like to have that golden because yeah it it standed out and it's usually pretty crucial when you play it right so then if it's golden i will i will like subconsciously know that okay i better keep very good care of this card because uh it's important i, I need to time it well so, i don't know just just like a mental thing it's kind of fun how did you possibly take a question so basic do you play bling? And you made it incredibly informative. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, oh, that was that was not the point, right? My bad. Why are you uh, so good I'll, at this I'll, game? <laughs> I'll I'll try harder. Sorry, sorry. There we go. But uh, okay, right on. Zach, do you full bling? No bling. Um, I, in the past, I haven't. Um, unless it was like the reverse of like uh, Diamond and Pearl, Harcourt, so Silver era. If you count that as full bling, but I think with the new research coming out from Celebration, so I'm gonna start. So I'm gonna start with four of those. Does that count as full Good bling? Notes. They're like fifty cents each. Exactly. That's why I'm gonna start there. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool. I like them. And Grant, otherwise no. You strike me a hundred percent as someone who has fully blinged out everything. Well, I mean, I I didn't start playing till more recently, so I didn't really have the opportunity. But like online, I would bling everything out. Um, but to what Tord was kind of saying, I got for rapid strike and single strike the gold energies especially single strike like how important having all four knowing that you have four to find them so quickly um so that's that's the first i did and then i was saying before we started i got for the uh professor oak full art research so maybe we'll, we'll mix that in but yeah i'm normally a, a nobling guy i don't like the reverse hollows uh, they warp too much and you know i just don't i don't like it I like flat as possible so no, reverse hollows are so pretty i love that i talk about online at all because online, I go full bling everything. Or does that not count? Right. Well, online, they stack it all up for you. You, can, <laughs> yeah, you know what you have. <laughs> so, Tord, are you ready for the rapid strike questions? Uh, yeah, I can try. All right. Okay. So we're going to get to know you a little bit better since it's your first time on the pod. I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 60 seconds. You're going to answer straight off the top of your head. No explanation necessary. Uh -oh. Uh oh okay are you ready i will try not say something silly okay <laughs> all right question number one what is your go-to movie theater snack uh chocolate car do you miss the most from rotation sorak gx subs or dubs huh subs or dubs yeah anime no Yes, I like anime. You watch subs or dubs? So in Japanese or English? 
or Norwegian, I guess. Oh, oh, um, uh, subs. Yeah, subs. Deck that you thought was going to be good, but were the most disappointed in. Ray V Max, I think, from a recent time at least. Favorite tournament city you've been to? Uh, Hawaii. I can't remember what the pl what the place was called though, but definitely. Juniper, Sycamore, Ochre, Magnolia. Juniper. Favorite deck you've ever played? Uh, LBS. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. If someone played you in a movie of your life, who would it be? You. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That one was far up. And that is time. <laughs> Gave you a little bit of extra time right. because the subs are dubs, but not bad. I, I think. Although I got to say. mellow as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible. We look nothing alike. <laughs> Yeah, we, we blanked on the last one, but uh, we, we got the rest, so that was, that was fine. I don't know. Cardi missed the most from rotation, Zorark GX. You do know that was like three years ago, right? Who misses it? Yeah. I understand. But I, I mean, you didn't specify which rotation, so I figured that was, <laughs> that was the rotation that hit me hardest. I don't know about you, but I didn't really care for the last one. I was like, whatever. But, Did you uh, think Ray VMAX was going to be good? Yeah, like actually, um, the, card, the card looks pretty good um i wasn't sure if i was actually gonna like attack with it but i thought i was gonna use it more and more decks to draw cards but uh i like i'm still using it like my silver Mimax deck i still think that is good but i'm i think i'm the only one so i, I mean it didn't make much of an impact on the metagame as i thought to be fair and this is something i guess we can kind of talk about real quick even though it's not on the agenda but i'm pretty sure it comes down to you haven't played it in a tournament, and most people net deck from online tournaments, right? So I think I think I that's mean, what I, it comes. I out. mean, I haven't. I mean, I haven't been that active in playing tournaments. That is true. So, so you're just bad at the uh, game, I get, and therefore, <laughs> I don't, yeah, you don't exist I don't in the game anymore. If you don't play online I, I, tournaments, you don't exist. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing, right? I don't know. I um. I'm excited for the the real life tournaments to come back though. Then uh, I can I can play more and uh, maybe have more impact again. I don't know. It'll be fun. So going off of that, are you? Because you were top twenty two, obviously before this started, right? The pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, so the thing was right. I was um, still uh, uh, trying to go to school and stuff, right? Uh, so I decided to skip out on like half the tournaments we had, but I was probably having one of my hottest seasons ever based on the tournaments I did attend. Like I, I won two regionals out of like the three I attended, and uh, I won like all the cups I attended, which was only like two still. And then I think I filled up all my league challenges, so I still I still got a lot of points somehow. I also got top eight at the IC. Um, I, I didn't go to the other one. Um, now we have two left. So I did get a lot of points. Um, so I'm like, I was really, really happy with that. But uh, now that the season is returning, I really want to like play a lot of like the remaining 
of the season, like try to catch even more up. So I, I, I think that would be really cool. That's what. So if they don't announce travel stipends anymore, like let's say they get rid of the travel stipends or the auto day two invite is like, it's a it's a number instead of a top X. Are you still gonna push mm. hard just because you want to, or does that change? If it's like a thousand CP versus top twenty two. Oh no, that that, that actually that I don't care about that. I um I was pretty confident I would hit the cap regardless. Uh, not to sound too cocky or anything. <laughs> I was like, like that. That wasn't my concern. I just wanted to at like attend a lot of events and. Um, like I was looking at a couple of US regionals I wanted to attend as well, because uh, I haven't before. I did like one tournament in Canada, like once. And that's the only thing I ever played outside of uh, Europe that wasn't an IC. Like people think I play like 10 regionals a year or something. Like I actually attend a lot of events, but I, I don't. I'm, I usually am at like five events plus the ICs and that's it. That's like my whole season. I, I don't really play and I wanted to play more because I mean, I, uh, I I like the ten tournaments, but I haven't. So that's kind of that's kind of amazing. Like you're not a tournament grinder, and yet you're just like so consistently at the top that it's you're always at the top of the CP leaderboards. Yeah, I just have to make a few trips count, right? And then then it's all right. But um, I think it would be really cool to play a lot of them as well. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to like being. Uh, like having full focus on like traveling and tournaments and stuff. Bro, I want to see a year where Tord goes as hard as like a lot of the NA grinders. I don't know about EU and what, because it's not my region, but like I want to see you go as hard as the NA grinders and get like double the CP of anyone else in the world. I want to see you be the first at like 2,500 <laughs> CP or something ridiculous. I have done that. That was, that was my record, actually. What? I did to get 2,500. Scary. <laughs> uh break 3000 what i don't i didn't know that number's possible i'm over here like closing in on 600 and like i'm pretty good at the game and you're just like 2500 <laughs> that was that was like my all-time high score though that was that was pretty sick and that was like two ic events shown in there and yeah and like a lot of stuff and, and the second place so that was like half of it right or more than half that was like 1400 of it alone so <laughs> if you have like a dream season like that anything is possible I'm I I don't know I'm amazed. We're gonna stop fawning over toward being better at the game <laughs> than I am, because that's not saying a whole lot. And we'll uh, get back to that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah, one will we'll, come back we'll for sure. <laughs> we do the set review, and I say something's trash, and he tells me it's good. That feels inevitable. But uh, Grant, you told yeah, me you I had see. a rant to start us off. I wouldn't call it a rant, but I think there's been a lot of um, thought about when PTCGO will launch. Uh, and I, I just had a theory just with, you know, business sense and all of that. We know essentially that the contract with Direwolf was 10 years and that's expiring. And the question is, does it end at the end of December? Uh, which would make sort of sense, you know, as an annual contract. Um, but is there a reason why we don't have it yet? They've shown, you know, the, the trailer. Uh, but we don't have a beta out yet. Uh, is there like a non-compete that's still waiting to expire to launch that out and to get things started? So my thought is we might not see it till the end of December. 
And that's why we're seeing now the Fusion Strike is going to be on PTCGO still, even though they're putting the new code cards out. Maybe they're still working through that part of the contract process because I think PTCGO is ready to go. But yes. it's just a, a thought I've had as far as a business sense because there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about. We're all speculating like, well, it could be you know November 1st and it could be November 13th the day after the launch you know things like that what's the rating on the code card uh, all the speculation just a, a common sense business practice would be if the, if there's this long contract with direwolf maybe there are some non-competes and things like that you can't have two dueling products going on at the same time uh with a licensing agreement you know shout out to our lawyer for <laughs> mentioning some very important stuff just a thought but uh, to go off of the PTCG Live, this, this is something that's tilted me so much. I have like a decent Twitter following, but I'm at the level where it's like there's a lot of other people around my size. And I fully know how important it is, the amount of like interactions every tweet gets and the amount of people who have no freaking idea what they're talking about tweeting out stuff about like, oh, PTCG Live is clearly delayed because it's not out yet. Or, oh, Fusion Strike's definitely not on PTCGO because I know better. and. Hey, both of those are blatantly lies that TPCI put out a press release saying both of those are incorrect a month ago. But yeah, I think a lot of people are currently like, oh, PTCG Live's not coming, stuff like that. And like you said, there's just a lot of stuff to consider of why isn't it out yet that I think just people need to chill. It will be here. It will be here fairly soon at that. We've seen gameplay footage of it. We know it's coming because they sent out stuff to a bunch of content creators of like, Hey, look at this. And you're like, oh, Mellow knows something. We've told you everything. Now. But it was a lot of information. So clearly they are very close and they know exactly what they're doing and when they're going to do it. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, uh, just again, thinking through it, looking back that it's starting at Lost Thunder and all this, like we, we hashed out that it's been going on for four or five years. This process internally at least started a while back. So it's not like they're not prepared for it. But we also know that the transition is going to be a huge event, right? To make sure that everyone's, you know, a cards are linked to their account and the transition it works flawlessly. But we still haven't got a beta, so that's sort of leading towards my theory that you know it's just a, a more of a legal matter to, rather than a soft launch and a soft beta to to get people going. Yeah, definitely something that makes a lot of sense. And I'll sack toward any thoughts on. I just want it right now. <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair that's that's the option that most of us have we had a podcast a few weeks ago about just like what you need to know about ptcg live and all that and it pretty much came down to just like i want this because i want to care about the game again and it's the closest thing to we have to that to like besides irl of course and uh also, I'm going to call out, normally we don't do straight name callouts, but Pokestat's incredibly irresponsible tweet that thankfully got deleted, but was live for so long it didn't matter how late it got deleted about the game being released. Uh, just remember, no one knows anything, and if someone says to know something, they are either blatantly lying or breaking an NDA, and if they're breaking an NDA, do not share that information with anyone. That's really important because if Pokestat's tweet was true, someone can very possibly get very fired and or very sued over leaking that information. So I don't know if they're lying. I don't know anything about what happened, but just a reminder for everyone involved in any situation. If someone tells you something, they're either lying 
or they're telling you in confidence because that is not public knowledge if it is. Yeah, and I'll comment on one of the comments in chat. They can release play now on PDCG Live. Maybe they anticipated that it would be ready to go and they could resolve something. But again, on my theory, just my theory again, that it, it'll take till the end of the year. You can still print that stuff. Clearly, we, we've seen it in the Fusion Strike that there's a, you know, and we haven't had an announcement. There's no beta. They're not just going to go in without a beta to any degree. I mean, they did two, two or three with Unite even. And that's a much smaller issue. It's a brand new game versus transferring everybody's cards into a new, totally new platform. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about the marketing on it. You know, wait till you hear something. Those code cards are going to be true eventually. Like one yeah. day, those code cards will be like, "Play today, right?" On Pokemon Live, that'll be true. One day, we just don't know when. That's true. There's two arguments to that. One is Fusion Strike's not even out yet. Just because we've gotten the product, it's not out. So that's not even a thing. Secondly, right. Fusion Strike is still going to be out a month, two months, three months from now. So uh, they want the card to be true in that time, not, you know, two weeks ago or whatever the first people got the hands on the product. So this is also something to keep in mind. The product's not even technically out yet. And also yeah. the product's going to be out for a while. Because this is the start. Is Fusion Strike the start of the next block, or is that the next set? Does anyone know? Uh, Seems like it would be, right? The end of this block, this year oh, okay. block, right? Oh, yeah. That's not my. And then the next one will be uh, with Arceus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, this is the stars end. or whatever? Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Fusion Strike, are you ready to uh, dive a little deep into what... <laughs> the best cards are in Fusion Strike and why it's uh, Azumarill. <laughs> That's not it. Before we get into it, though, how much Fusion Strike are you guys opening, though? The set this big? But you do get kill cards for live, right? Speaking of live, right? Uh, you guys like trying to chase like pack openings and box openings and stuff to get those cards? After uh, after box opening, though, are you going to try to chase down some more zigzags? You only got one. <laughs> no i will only buy singles i do not buy any sealed product at all the anything pokemon sends me is the only thing i will open besides uh shout out to tabletop village they open a bunch of singles to sell on tcg player and i open for them but literally none of those are my cards so no i don't open anything i don't buy anything i hate sorting bulk i'd much rather go to the store say here's my buy list they hand me an alphabetical order list that's very easy to sort it's beautiful Fine open to nothing. I think I'm with you on this one. I kind of want to chase that family Tyranitar, but like that's got to be just pennies, right? That card's terrible. But like I want one. I, I have one. I will send you. I don't want yeah. this card. <laughs> Worth less than the stamp, stamp it costs to send it. Yeah. It literally has no text on it. It's just a card. Yeah, a it says Tyranitar. That's a text. <laughs> Howard, how cool is that artwork? How easy is it uh, for you to get cards in Norway? Get cards in Norway? Yeah. Like, can you uh, buy products? Well, I can buy things online, and then I can bleed when uh, I get taxed for them after they get shipped to me. So uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not great. Um, we don't have, like, a ton of card stores or anything, like, locally either. So uh, it's not the best. Luckily, I have... Um, I have my sponsor, Epic Planet. He uh, helps me uh, out with cards a lot. So 
Uh, he's usually a vendor at events, so I usually go over to his stand and uh, he has all the cards I need for my deck and then we sort it out. So it's uh, it's all good. I'm going to start winning tournaments, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, you're buying cards. And opening boxes. Did you know your sponsor before you were like winning everything or do they approach you after you were quote unquote good? Well, picking up really early. It was after I got like top four at the first IC. Um, like the first IC like ever it was in London. Uh, I got top four at that one. And after that, he, he wanted me to play for a uh, frame. And then, uh, uh, we got, we got the sequence. So, uh, he was pretty happy with that, I guess. <laughs> Good investment. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely one of those like free agent signings where you're just like, if your sports team does that, you're like, yo, this is, this is the steal. Like, <laughs> we, we knew they were good, but this person's way better than we thought. All right. So Tord, let's start with you. Cause look between the three of us and you, I think you've won more ICs than all three of us have been to. So I was, oh. <laughs> I have a strong feeling your opinion matters the most. What card or cards uh, or archetype or whatever are you most excited for from? Fusion Strike. I mean, it's kind of obvious though, but I think the new fusion mechanic is probably the best thing introduced in the set. And um, especially Genesect, drawing a lot, ton of cards seems really strong to me. And Mew also seems strong. Like, I'm not sure if the deck is actually going to be super good straight away, but the thing is, like, they are really good fundamental cards. So whenever we get more Fusion Strike cards, right? Like, Mew can copy it, and it counts for Genesect. So, like, having those just as a base for a whole fusion thing, like, in the first place, just like Houndomace, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, the type of engine type of uh, thing, then uh, I, th I think those are really, really great. And, uh, like, they're decent on their own already, right? They're not, like, meta-breaking or anything. Like, like, that's super crazy, but they're, they're still really good. And uh, Drain Cards is great, and uh, they're are, they are overall sol solid cards on their own, so... Do we think? Sounds like you get plus four, of course. E power, you good. Power it's back. Yeah. Do we think well, Mew want... is the way to play the deck, or are we all like a fusion strike box? Is it like a four four Mew line, or is it like a one one Mew line and Genesect and Hoopa and other shenanigans? What do you mean? Were you trying to play? Oh, it's it's tough, like judging things because the only thing we've seen really, other than people testing online. And that's such a limited sample is the Japanese uh, results, and we get you know their their gym challenges and stuff like that, and the uh, um, the big events. But they have a full format, you know that there's still chaotic swell and Marshadow and Mew and all of that. So it's really tough to judge what's good and what's not good. Um, I think a, like a three three line is is really good. I think you still have to play a stadium more. Uh, to counter like a swell to keep Genesect going, because uh, it, you only need two turns with Genesect, right, to really set yourself up to to win. You, know? you guys played any of the games yet with Genesect? Nope. Uh -uh. I think a lot of deck building is going to go into it because if you get four Genesect out, you're probably using one, maybe two a turn, because your hand is just going to be well. I attach the energy and I play the supporter. Now my hand is all supporters and energy. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you'll get what you need pretty much right away. Like, how many times did you abyssal hand per turn, or 
whatever it may be, uh, the draw up to so many cards, right? Like, I don't think it's going to be that good. That's a hard comparison because, yeah. like, Ultra Ball was in format with Instruct and Abyssal Hand. So, like, as you said right. that, I'm like, I've used Instruct multiple times in a turn, and it's like, oh, I'm able to thin with Ultra Ball and you know, stuff like right. that, or Nest Ball fail, or whatever it was. So, that's a, that's, that's a true, but, we get, but like, we get Ultra Ball back soon. So, I mean, if you just if you just if you're just patient, right, then you get yeah. to get more sets, and then bang, then better, it, yeah, it yeah. Gets, gets a lot better. I don't know I still just think they're good like base cards for like the Fusion Engine or Fusion Archetype, mm-hmm. but. A good base for sure like announcing this mechanic and like here's what we're going to start with and then we're going to build on that with later sets maybe yeah exactly have more fusion strikes uh, like looking forward to those cards but like mm-hmm. e-power for the fusion strikes um the genesect the draw cards i think mew is probably not that good right now i think the attacks are pretty limited um that you get to copy so far so i don't know about mew so mew attacks for dce yeah. does this mean hammers are back uh, you get that new draw supporter or attached supporter, the Alicia, the uh, one that accelerates trees and track energies. So I don't think hammers are back yet. It's unfortunate. Now, and, and its first attack, you can set up a second one, right? Yeah. Exactly. Wait, now I have to look attach at the Attach an energy. Yeah, it searches an extra energy out. So it doubles up as a really good starter. So, like, off the bat, I would start with a heavy Mew line, like at least the basic, and then run two or three VMAX. Yeah. Mewi is probably what you want to open with anyway, so might as well play a lot of it. And it has free retreat, so. Oh, wait, this is also <laughs> good. It just has an card. energy card, so it includes special energies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this deck's even better than I thought. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I never read Pokemon V until it matters. Oh my gosh, wait. So that's so good. I mean, obviously it's Dark Week, right? And so everyone's going to play Dark immediately. Because that's. That's how you counter in the online meta. Are they? Yes. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure everyone's going to play like Moltres or try and dust Mol- off Eternatus. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to play Moltres because there's still so much fighting. Yeah. Single Strike's very popular, very strong, and Rapid Strike is, is still a really solid deck. And you can fit Moltres into Rapid Strike too. You don't have to go in with Mew. You can attack with someone else. If you're like, all right, I'm looking Stark dot deck, right? You go in with Genesect. Tord, can Rapid Maybe. Strike beat Mew? Do you think the deck no. isn't even that powerful? It's not like you need like hard country to mean. People probably do it, but there is no reason to because the deck isn't that netty, right? You do a two shot on your normal attack, you do two ten, right? That's what you copy. That's your best attack. And you need to buff it four times if you want to one-shot the VMAX. That's the only math that matters. So you need four of that item. Um, what was it? Power tablet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it. Like pulling off like that is hard enough on its own. So like we have other decks that are more powerful, that are more impressive when they run than this is. This is just like a consistent, like completely medium power level kind of thing. It doesn't have to be countered down to shit if you know what i mean it's it's no point you're saying i shouldn't mortgage my house to pre-order a 4-4 line with four altar genetech i mean you could though it's pretty pretty cool (laughs) it's breakdancing so i would probably do it anyway but you know i like i'm not saying i'm not saying it's bad here just saying that the response to it will probably be 
way too hard compared to what it should be, right? And they will they will die down eventually when the hype is gone. Did this happen in IRL events as aggressively as online events of like, this is the new hyped archetype. And so most of the meta is counter decks as opposed, or the deck itself, I guess, but mostly counter. Or is yeah, and then people online? also wasted a flight and their hotel trip to find that out. And then uh, they go to the next event to like make up for it again. <laughs> call outs. Bro, they're call outs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's what, the Dust Main Necrozma with Magnezone? Oh, that was the classic. Oh, so yeah. many people went into that trap. Wait, that wasn't a good Terrible. deck? No, well, well, Mellow might have wasted a flight, it sounds like. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Mellow. That was like when I first started playing, and I remember people hyping that thing up, and I was like, okay, that sounds cool, but I didn't know anything, right? So I was like, yeah, that seems good, right? You just hit everything really, really, really hard. It was not good. Yes no. Did you play that deck? I do not even own Duskmane. Oh, cool. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Fast. Fast. Because <laughs> that was when I first started playing. The only decks I owned were, of course, the BDIF Bulu, Zoropod, and Zoro Rock. <laughs> what? You're close, though, but you own the Bulu, so... Yeah. Bulu was my first deck. You go from Bulu to Zoro, though. Right, you're, like, you're playing right. Bulu, and then you play one game of Zoro, and you just like get rid of your Bulu cards. <laughs> Bulu's uh -huh. fun. Me. That's how it happened for me. I was playing Buzzball forever, like a little jet punch action. I played one game with Zoropod. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to play Zoropod for the tournament. <laughs> and it was a Friday night before the Madison Regionals. I was like, all right, I've never played Zoropod before. I'm going to learn how to trade tomorrow morning. I mean, to I'm be fair, to that deck was pretty easy to pilot, right? Yeah, you just kind of first impression a lot. Yeah, see? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, I think I beat two Buzzballs and tied a third. So that was pretty sick. That wasn't a bad. So from the set, it sounds like Fusion Strike is like, so towards saying like, eh, it's good, which is something I can totally buy. I haven't actually thought about it outside of the fact that it's clearly good and playable, which is, I mean, fine with me, right? Like that's plenty for a deck to be viable. It's just like, it's a playable archetype. Is there anything else from the set that we're thinking... This is either a good tech, or this can also be a viable archetype besides fusion strike shenanigans. Grant, we haven't heard from you yet. Well, I'm I'm looking at Tord's list from earlier today, um, and everything else is basically like a, a supporter or a tech that isn't based off the fusion strike engine. Oh wait, uh, did you write it down? There was like a fish, right? The basculin. Ooh, basculin. Yep. Masculine yeah, does uh, 30 plus 10 more for each damage counter on your opponent's active. We're throwing that uh, in a rapid strike immediately. At right? a rapid strike, yeah. yeah. Easy, uh, you know, basic tech to, to throw in there and, and just, you know, if you do your uh, 120 to 2 Pokemon, they're both set up to die, you know, basically. Yep, I pulled um, it out of the bulk pile of the box. Yep. Hey, look at that. Yeah, that's one level. Definitely play uh, I think one of the other ones that I wouldn't have put on the list, but Tor did, was the Starmie. Uh... Oh, I did look, look at that <laughs> one. I mean, I, I, was, I, I, I said I was shaky on it, but just to include, <laughs> like, like, something, one price attacker. I think, I think it fits in the same sort of mold. It's a one, one energy attacker, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon, uh, discard as many water from your hand, and do 30 damage to it. So it sort of sets up the same sort of thing. Wait, you know? is it your hand? I thought it was from the Starmie. 
from the Starmie. From the Starmie. Oh, okay. So That's you, way you worse. Know, fr- fr- yeah, you frost moth or whatever. Maybe a frost moth. Yeah. You're just you're just frost moth. It's Recycled. To like 15 energies, and then you deal a ton of damage. It's, uh, it's great. It's a good setup Pokemon as well. And the other one, oh. the one that I liked uh, was the Pukamuku, which I think will have some interesting play. It's just a recycling card. And I know Sack and I did about an hour of Legendary. Um, where you need to, what's the card that you keep recycling? If, uh, it's a GX, I think. Oh, no. No, Suicune GX. uh, Yeah, Suicune. And I thought that was great for just the mechanic of the game. You know, I'm not as experienced as you guys, but yeah, Uh, it's the same sort of idea. The difference is this one you will deck out. Suicune, you would never deck out with it. Right. But I thought it, it was like a fun... a, I can burn this card and draw another card. It seems like an yeah. infinite judge whistle once per turn. Yeah, I thought it was a fun a fun mechanic to to bring into the game. I agree. I was a big fan of Primate Wisdom when it came out. I was like, wait, this card's just really, really good. Especially when Marnie was in format. It's turned out to be underwhelming or underplayed compared to what I thought it was gonna be. Although also to be fair, I played attacking Macargo at first, so Primate Wisdom was very necessary for that deck. But like Apom kind of feels, or not Apom, sorry, uh, Pukumuku feels kind of the same way of like, this is just a generally good card. But also, yeah. is it actually going to be played, or are we just going to use Shady Dealing again? Yeah. Really yeah. like that card. Like that was that was like one of my top top cards actually. Like I would I would slam it in any deck I will I can be able to fit it in. I I hate using all my level balls and quick balls like after my initial setup, which is turn two. Uh, for absolutely nothing in the whole game. Like, you just sit there with them and like, ah, should I throw them away? I don't know. But now we can draw an extra card every turn. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I think that's a card for Sander. Like, Pokemon was like, they made a present, and they were like, here you go, Sander. And it was <laughs> Unkamuku. That card. Yeah, I think uh, that one's for Sander. That, that's an Insta card in all control decks, at least. Right? Ridiculous. Like Kamaya artwork. Uh, it looks really good. And I think it, it's a pre-release promo, right? Oh, yeah, there is a pre-release for it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Oh, broken. Let's go. Yeah, you're getting another one. We're definitely getting another one. I'm going to some pre-releases now. I think another one that you talked about, the, um, I, we don't need to get to Gengar yet, but I think Inteleon VMAX might actually see some play. I'm so hyped. I don't want to talk too much because I already did a set review and put it on YouTube and did it on Twitch and stuff. But like the fact that I can now keep calling in a deck that isn't just Rapid Strike Urshifu for my main attackers makes me so excited. Like my favorite thing about Rapid Strike Urshifu is I can go second and not lose the game because I can keep calling. And now that I can do that in Inteleon, I am so happy and I'm so excited for this deck. (laughs) So excited. It definitely needs a partner. Um, Inteleon. He's run both VMAX. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm hey, down, but really how are you fitting that many water yeah. energies and Inteleon VMAX and probably basic Inteleon and Urshifu right. VMAX and probably Octillery in this deck? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just moving my Vaporan out for that card. I'm just yeah, I just figured out. And I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You just. Uh... <laughs> Turn up a Porygon and maybe a training cord. Who knows? But how do you, you have the yeah. same Urshifu yeah, Melanie uh, dot Rapid Strike dot deck? I mean, do you need to use that ability more than like once or twice? The game is over in turn four anyway. So, I mean, well, yeah. 
Well, only what if you played you for Ninja. For? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, see, I don't like that logic, even though I know you're right. The game's over by turn four, but I want to, in theory, use that ability like three or four times in a game. Yeah, you want to you want to play the grinding game that doesn't exist, but that's a problem. I also really want to play those grinding games. I like when I build decks and think about decks. I usually go for like the long game. I want to play the long game. Like, want to be able to do the grind, but there is no point, right? You can, if you can just build your deck to outspeed your opponent instead, it's like you just have to like accept that the format is more tempo based and resource based. It kind of sucks though, but uh, it's how it is. But and it's also fine. You can play for that win condition as well. It's, it's okay. But you pretty much just said you can also lose playing a deck you like instead. That's what I heard yeah, you say. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. I never said that. <laughs> it was heavily implied in that state. Well, uh-huh. the, form, the format fits a deck builder like Tord, where it's consistency based, and you get like what you're trying to do every time you're trying to do it. Maximal. That's true. You know? Can we go back to Genesect real quick based off of that? Is Genesect a deck that can play text? Or is Shady Dealing still the only thing that can play these, like, one-of decks? What do we think about that? Is Genesect a deck that has to be, like, 4-4-4-4-4, play a bunch of burnable cards to keep drawing? Or can we start throwing in, like, I see so many cards, I can play my school scrapper, I can play my... I don't even know what a good tech is right now in this format, because it's just, like, go boom every turn. But you get the idea. Honestly, like one of training cards that's never really been good in anything when you can't search them. I, I never really liked them in, in like anything. Um, like one of super rods back in the day, I hated that. Like one of tool scrappers, hated that. Like if you are doing like dump and draw through the game, right? Like normal supporter cards that we had for like the last 10 years mm-hmm. in um, like Juniper and stuff, then like you, you kind of need two of like a trainer if you want to have a realistic chance of getting it when you need it and like play it when you need it right um unless you can sort it out so if you have shady dealings or something similar or supporter or whatever that can pick it up then it one-offs are really cool but like one-offs that you can never search out is is not a great idea but like pokemon are always cool as one-offs because you always have some sort of ball support so like tech pokemon are all are usually always cool as well just not, just, not, just not trainers. Yeah. To a new card that just came out in this set called Cramomatic. It works with Genesect. And it finds you your one of tech supporters you just had. You discard a card, then you get to flip a coin. And if heads, search the deck for any item card. Put your hand. So you can uh, find your one of tech supporters. And you can discard your card to Genesect. No, 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 no. No, no, Tord, hear me out. Hear me out. In a Genesect deck, you play four battle VIP pass, four Cramomatics. The battle VIP pass on your first turn is the only time you can play it. Search your deck for up to two basic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And late game, you have Cramomatic to thin it out of your hand to draw more cards with Genesect. So you play four of each. Is this not the broken strat? Did I help you win NAIC? <laughs> yes, that's, that's busted. You have a way to die for me, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm so ready. You heard it here first? Sounds like you're thinning your hand of two cards every time you play a Cramomatic. You get tails. You still thin your hand of two cards. So you can genesect for more cards. You back up to six. You see more cards. You can find your one. Oh, that's oh, oh, that's oh, that's busted. I'm adding crushing hammer as well because it means to get my second row more cards when I flip tails. Exactly. Oh, it's not just for the search insane. card. 
It's for the discard flip tails. Now I can draw two more. Oh, that's broken, man. I'm, I'm so down. Torch, Torch, Torch not even out. flipping the hammer. He's discarding it with Cramomatic. <laughs> tails. <laughs> Hold on. And you also discard metal energies, so you can saucer. So you go Cramomatic, discard metal, flip heads to detect for a saucer, cast yeah. a Genesect, find your air blooms, draw a bunch of cards, do it again, and now you're doing 210 every turn. Because you have like a bunch of energy on board. Cramomatic item. But like yeah. using it insect is probably like almost excusable though. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie that that sounds like okay to play like to all these them. random things you can just oh. discard and then draw a bunch of insect. I, I I could be done with that. That that's actually okay. I didn't realize um, you had to discard an item card. I should read these cards. I thought it was search deck for an item card. No, it's better. It's, it's better than order pad. Wow. No, yeah. it's a disc yeah. it, it's the discard item. I'm playing zero supporters in my the only supporter I'm playing is Boss. No, Lisa? <laughs> Peony? No. Not, VIP battle the... passes. Just playing instead with items. Oh, yeah, bro. Cross Switcher. Which yeah. you can discard with Cramomatic when you don't need a gust anymore. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you have one Cross Switcher and a Cramomatic, you can discard it and search for Boss. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So let's go back to Cross. Let's go back to a real. <laughs> It's cross switcher. This is the one that yeah. it's like play two and it's a Guzma effect. Switch your opponent's wow. Pokemon. Is this ever gonna replace boss's orders or find a place? Maybe in shady dealings as opposed to uh uh what's it called? Uh Genesect. These cards are great. I love yeah. these kind of cards. They used to be like Pokebubber Plus, Poke Jar Plus, Poke Healer Plus. Is like the original ones that I remember, and then it came out toward my I remember this one, like the card Puzzle of Times. That one was like pretty okay for a little bit. Um, then we had Costume Catchers, yeah, puzzles were all right. Um, I got these kind of effects where you have to play two to get the effect, it looks pretty good. It'll probably be good at some point. We just got to figure oh. out how. The only you know, way it's so? good is because it's, it's E, and so if they rotate boss out, that's the only way this card will ever be good. Custom Catcher did something for one card. This doesn't do anything for one card. Yeah, find a second one. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, the, the Intelligent Engine makes it pretty good, though, I think. Because um, you get a draw and you get a ghost at the same time. Um, so I, I, I could see it have place in Intelligent Engines. Um, just playing a research and then going Rizal and then doing your guest effect is probably a lot better than doing a boss and not refueling your hand, right? Um, but again, it's it's about space as well. So uh, like a lot of times I can see you like choose away the option, but it definitely sounds like a viable option in like a shady dealing session. Um, I'm not saying it will be mandatory or anything, but like definitely like a reasonable option in in those, but uh, if you're drawing into random cards again, like dump and draw and stuff, again, search out things, then building combo hands is not great. Does this make uh, like Ice Rider and Suicune more viable? Because like one of the things with oh, those yeah. decks is when you take a knockout, you're like, they cannot gust me because they have to Melanie to attack. So I can make this play knowing they can't do that. So does this make yeah, them they, like it, good? Yeah, so it does good. Actually, that that's actually so helps good. a lot, a lot for both of those. Actually, a big, big deal for them. And you can bench Suicune, Melanie to the bench, and then Guzma out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the point. 
So yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's for the people at home that didn't get that. It took me a second to get that. <laughs> You're good, but yeah, it's it feels like Ice Rider and Suicune become more viable. Like it's like how Ninetales in Welder decks was so good. Obviously, that was way easier to pull off, and it worked with Bikini Prism. But like being able to Welder and Gust in the same turn was so good. So being able to Melanie and Cross Switcher in the same turn seems good i don't know yeah maybe yeah. I, maybe i'm too early on this maybe there's not room for four spots in there but sounds like uh we're gonna be playing two shady dealings and talions in the future instead of one dude i'm a well, fan I mean, of two in my decks it's definitely better than people cramming four hammers into their list right like cram four <laughs> yeah. of those that that was probably impact the game more at least so i i don't know but yeah. it's not like it's an insta include or anything but like Ghost yeah. Effect, right? Like Ghost, Ghost Effect is probably good. Well, we saw today, like you were playing three ropes, right? In your in your deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now we have a spread, and so it's not as important to be able to pick something out to pull mm -hmm. up versus just moving it. Yeah, so, rapid, a rapid strike won't won't need it at all. I think like yeah. it doesn't care at all about the ghosting effects. Like Escape Room is still a lot better there, I think. Um, but. I think I think like Melanie's said it, but it's probably best in the Melanie's deck because then like you're really fighting for your supporter. But I can agree, like maybe you won't see it in anything else than the Melanie decks because the, all the other decks have like reasonable time to use the boss anyway. Uh but the Melanie deck doesn't. So yeah. Pro probably good in Melanie decks and then might not find its way into the other ones. Read something in chat. They're like you can peony for two cross switchers. And if you're playing Genesect, you can refill your hand. So you go Peony for Cross Switcher, you have a Gust Effect, and you can draw more cards now with Genesect after you just discarded your hand and draw back up to six. Oh, yeah, if you committed to that tension already, then that seems like reasonable as well. It, it seems like a new mechanic. Like a lot of people want to try a Genesect in like a variety of ways to get Genesect in play. It's like straight Genesect seems like a lot of fun. And like you get the addition of Mew, so if you're like looking to build your Genesect decks, how many ways can you put Genesect in a deck, and how many cards can you pair with it? So there's yeah, so many options out there now. And you could cross switcher into a Mew retreat if you find what you need. <laughs> the baby one has free retreat. retreat. Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I see it. <laughs> We had to reset the Mew actually after you attacked weekends. Right. That's actually true. It has a, it has pretty good synergy, honestly, in, in that deck. That's that's very true. I, I think we're, I like it in there. Yeah. One of us is very good at the game. So we're now playing yeah, Peony Mew. Is that the yeah. the broken strat? We we just figured it out. Yeah. One of our previous guests uh, on the podcast, uh, what was it? Goof. Uh, he plays Unite very good. Uh, he's big into Peony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He so is, I think he's, he's only looking for Mewless, yeah. Yes. Big excited for those cards. I'll have to send him a new one. I'll build one tonight. I, don't know, I like Peony and Rillaboot. It's well, like, I know it's a meme, but also I think it's a viable meme that no one wants to play. And that's the, like, Delmize Rillaboot with Peony. Because it's just you like... Rare incense? Yeah, exactly. And then you just uh, Cricketune to draw a few more cards, and you're, like, swinging hard, and you're like, like I said... It's like a tier three deck, but it feels better than people are pretending it is. Yoni feels like a, a solid card. It's not like broken. It's just not research, unfortunately, which is research is too good. Yeah, exactly. But, I just picked up it, my four fuller, so I'm not going to play a different card. I'm going to play research all the time. But it is research in the right circumstances. 
in the right hands to it because you have to do your hand. <laughs> do we think that Shauna or Judge are gonna see play anytime soon, or is that they have to wait till Marnie and Research rotate? Uh, definitely not until we can rotate all our other options because these cards are not great, man. They uh, they they are bottom tire supporters, like through the history of Pokemon. They are they are not good. You're telling me Shauna's bottom tier? Exactly. Is there any format Shuffle Your Hand in and Draw 5 has actually been good? Like, you had been forced to play it in a couple of formats, but it's never been what you want to do for turns. It's just been like, man, there's no supporters left in format. I kind of need a couple more draw cards. And then you slam in that card. It's it's never been like your first choice or priority in any format, has it? Judge has been good in format, though. Yeah, Judge in 2010 was yeah. pretty viable. I mean, that was the best draw supporter, actually, I think, in that format. We had Oxy in those post formats. That's true. So we had we had to go judge and then hope you didn't find an Oxy. And like that was like a pretty good way to disrupt your opponent's hand. I think it was like the only hand disruption card for a little while. Um, That's also true, but uh, if you don't want to say that, people don't know but, that. <laughs> but like it was it was still it was, that was still the only reason. It was not like oh, wow, yeah. I uh I, I I used this card to disrupt and to get a better hand. It was like was literally on the only option as the only reason you would ever put it in your deck if you had anything else like ever you wouldn't play the card right so it's always like the last resort kind of thing slap in chat pointed out i want three league cups with this deck so no, you can't tell me it, it wasn't don't, good don't say don't say it. pika judge with power on, plant man. was not Keep only on, viable that was the bdif in that format so judge was there for a very good broken card in that format. I think it was mostly for the hand disruption. Like Judge is like a better hand disruption card than it is for draw supporter. So if you can like reasonably set up and like it doesn't matter about your draw support anymore, then you should just play Judge or or Marnie maybe who knows, uh, just like to disrupt your opponent. I think it's probably going to be played more for that than the draw like draw power that Judge gets you. Bad replacement for Marshadow. Let loose. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, I just need to disrupt them because Zoroark will just draw them out of it. Hopefully they don't get it. Are there any I other mean, I will, I will argue. I will argue P Picard Judge was just like a super all-in deck that breaked half the time it played its own Judge. So I, I don't know, man. Oh, Reminds me never that Dusk uh, made Necrozma <laughs> Magnus. Never deck. break, man. Never. <laughs> Enough people not. played it that one got through. Yeah. Also, yeah, what about Judge and Genesect, right? You're drawing enough cards, and you need to reset your hand down to four. It doesn't hurt to have your opponent reset their hand. And you want to get all the bad, like, say you already attached your energy for turn, right? And your hand is full of energy. Shuffle them back in with Judge, and then now you get to draw more cards because you only have four in hand. That just so makes really more better. I mean, right now you have Marnie anyway, right? So there yeah. is actually no reason to, like, play the dirt, is it? Yeah. Shuffle draw? I do like shuffle draw over and put them to the bottom because there's a chance I could draw back into them. But that's that's a bad for... thing, right? You can't like you already have them in your hand, and you obviously can't it, use them. It wasn't a playable, the <laughs> and then you want to draw into the same DS once. Well, what if there's there's like one card or something I want to draw back into? I mean, then you play the card first, then, or you, I don't know, you play a deck that doesn't need like the five card combo before you can play down the whole thing. I don't know. I'm gonna get my cross switches into play. Come on now. 
<laughs> I think they, they probably thought about that with the cross switcher by making it two and not a playable as yeah. one. It's one of. My god, somebody's gonna figure out the judge is the better play. Am I really one that I, I, am I the only one that's really annoyed that like the two off cards here, like you ha- it doesn't have a single card effect? No, I'm with you. Yeah. That's what well, I'm saying. So, I, I, I that's so, so annoying. That's us. that's such a miss. Like that, that was what made all the other cards so cool and then these cards yeah. didn't get it. Especially well, in a research format. Yeah. yeah. There's no like octillery or something that's a fusion Pokemon. I mean, obviously Genesect is busted, but like they're you know, we had Houndoom and mm-hmm. and octillery. Like there's something in the set, like uh Empoleon never took off as the Genesect the V Pokemon for the set. There's nothing for that to find the fusion stuff. So especially having something so tough to find you have to get two of them it seems super frustrating. Especially like the card effect didn't have to be good. Like could you imagine if Cross Switcher had just look at the top card of your deck and put it back? Suddenly yeah. you're gonna research something. You play it, you're like, oh I don't want that. I'm gonna play an Evo Incense to shuffle. It's that extra little bit of information and skill. It's not a good yep. effect. It doesn't actually make the card better, but it makes the card better because it gives you like something else, right? Like, I don't know. I agree 100%. If there was just anything just so basic, just look at the top two cards, put one on the bottom of your deck. It's, it's not good, but it's good enough that you want to actually play the card. Figured it imagine out. If, imagine if like, like the Guzma had, had like a switch on the single effect. That would be kind oh, of cool, right? Broken. That would be broken. Yeah. That would be <laughs> so nice. Do you have one? It's a switch. You have two. It's a Guzma. Ralph. Wow. Wow. Tor just wants more <laughs> powered cards. This is this is too or, good. I mean, I, if I, they I, had, I love my overpowered cards. As long as they're not Pokemon, I, I'm super down with overpowered cards. Let's print Computer Search and uh, Dosing Machine. Let's print everything. Like, yeah, I, I think that's just fun and cool. We need to have Tor and Azul on at the same time to argue this <laughs> point because you two disagree very strongly on this point. I think it'd be cool if cross switcher and cross receiver had a cross function. If you played one of either, like one of oh. uh, one cross switcher, one cross receiver. Oh, that'd be receiver fun. Switch. And that's a, that's creative, you know, game building. But Pokemon would never hire me. Yeah, it's just the opposite. You have to discard a supporter, and your opponent gets to pitch one, pick one of your opponent to switch Pokemon to switch. Oh, that was double gust, right? Back in the Wizard of the Coast format. Yeah. Wait, no, it wasn't. Pick a supporter's not, but the the your opponent gets to pick and you get to pick. That's I don't know. That's an interesting effect. I wouldn't hate that coming back. It's like escape rope, except you pick for each other instead of. Yeah, there was a what was it? The Palkia level X, the restructure ability. All right, I'll pick that, and then you get to pick one, and then I'll play a switch. It'll be sick. And you had a flag on this that made your whole field have free retreat anyway. So like your opponent could just be like, you you can choose. I don't really care. Just (laughs) do whatever you want. Take my Pokemon. Put Palkia and AMU and it was like, I'll just have the switch and do 200 again. (laughs) Uh All right. Are you all ready to get some questions from Twitch chat? Hold on. Can we talk about one more card? Sure. One more card from the new set. Maybe. We get a quick ball reprint and this artwork is ridiculous. Look at is that the artwork we're getting? Yeah. This uh, that's it's gonna be a, is it gonna be hollow? Yeah. No, that's it's not hollow. That's, it's that's part of the set. That's part of the set, though, right? 
No, it's hollow. No, it's in the set. No, it's not hollow. It's, it's hollow on Poke Beach because the Japanese one is hollow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want that one so bad. But they did. They did that with all the cards, right? All oh. the bold cards, right? Oh, well, it has one. Nice. Yeah, I like it. It's really cool. I'm not gonna buy. I got two, and I'm probably not gonna buy two more because why would I buy more quick balls? There's one more card I want to talk about. It's the Deoxys. That's a single strike, rap strike, fusion strike, and the pre-release promo. There's gonna be four stamps on that piece. Yeah. Before that, though, that? The how many errors are you gonna find? The quick balls D block, by the way. Yes. Just to point that out. I rotate. The reprint did not change the legality, which is really important. Tord did not like the Deoxys from his set review earlier. No, uh, that card is so uh, I mean, I was just trying. I liked it. I was just trying to find some sort of use of for it, and I couldn't find it immediately. Like I didn't see anything we could like smack it into easily. You can always put it in the binder. Yeah, because you you always need the fusion fusion energy. So that's only yeah, one eighty. Yeah, that was yeah. like the big like uh, hinder I I found because it m doesn't really make it fit into anything like immediately. No, the only reason you'd want the single strike part of it would be for the single strike energy and so that would be one energy and then you need a fusion still anyways and then another energy now you know what so single strike needs three energy is a, is a tough no you just play energy. Elisa like, like, for you rapid strike energy you go Elisa rapid strike energy e power e power e power e power and you get KO with a one prize during the active and then you like hey why? I can't do that again <laughs> But why? <laughs> no, this is good. And then he goes Smeargle the next turn to get the two power tablets back, and they knock out your Smeargle. Then you Smeargle again to get two more back, and then you do it again and you win the game. Easy. You, you do know you can you can use another attack than Smeargle, right? Because Smeargle is basically doing sixty, and you, you could attack with something else that does more than no, sixty. No, Smeargle has junk cards. Yeah, I know. And you're picking yeah. up two cards that equal sixty damage. Yeah, oh, you're you using your brain. Sixty instead. Yeah, I mean, oh, you, I didn't know it's we were your thinking. turn, right? You it was <laughs> no, no, no. You're not supposed to think about this deck. The less you think, the better it sounds. Okay, okay. I mean, the Smurgle looks awesome, though. I really like the artwork in that one. It has a lot of pretty colors. So. Just hit for more than 60, bro. <laughs> All right, none of this I mean, it's literally hitting 60 and donating a price right now. Oh, man. If well, you're trying I... to win that game, I don't think that's the play. It's giving you turns to set up or something. I don't know. Mellow had an idea. Well, and you could play your Dunsparce down, so Smeargle doesn't have weakness. <laughs> the Ooh. 98 for the, the, <laughs> the tank, bro, the tank. I mean, oh, wow. I, I do like the Dunsparce, though. I think that's going to be a, a pretty cool card. To oh, yeah. make some of the colorless decks have some viability. I'm happy that card exists. That card should exist oh, yeah. for more types. Maybe not all Green the types, no but more types. Yep. Greedent has no weakness. You play Echoing Horn or Target Whistle, depending on what format you're from. Play the TCE, and then you play the uh, the new gloves we're getting for water Pokemon, and you just gust up Sobbles over and over again. You take two prizes on Sobbles. You take two more, right? So you only need to kill two of them to win the game, right? Yep. Right. So two, oh my. Brush That's a card. Say There's some Greedent hands out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get some questions from Twitch chat. Bozzy Barra asks, with locals popping up and IRL coming back, what are your favorite brand of sleeves to use? Ford, start us off. Dragon Shield, matte. It has to be matte. It can't be anything else. What color? 
I mean, I, I've been circulating, um, but I think I have like a top three. I'm not sure right now, but I like green, yellow, and pink been working the best for me. Um, I can think there was, there was someone that told me that like the pink sleeves were actually the best quality ones, like surely the best quality. I'm not sure why, but, um, I was told that, uh, but the, the yellow ones matches the border of the cards we have. So. I think that is pretty cool. It looks pretty smooth when, when you play with them. So probably yellow, but like green's my favorite color. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tie somewhere in between there. They're, they're both are wrong, you, but thank you. Are yeah, you superstitious on the color? Hmm? Are you superstitious on the color? Like if a color's mm. been working, do you, do you stick with it? Or is it like... What, I don't, what I don't know, like... like? Like kinda, I think I've got more like rituals than anything uh, on tournaments. That looks kind of superstitious. Ooh, but wait, wait, no, tell me. I Pedro do, told do. me how to mess with him. How can I mess with you if we play? Yep. yep. <laughs> you see uh, where I'm <laughs> Wait, I, I never thought, yeah. thought about that. How you can mess with me? Actually, I'm not sure. Is that ever like, hit toward at a tournament? What am I ever hitting toward at a tournament? <laughs> round one. <laughs> no, because Pedro I said if I like, if I mess mess up his stuff, he gets really like nervous right like if i like mess with his dice placement stuff like that so what can i do to you oh he said that yeah is he lying to me i actually i'm and i probably no he probably doesn't uh i don't i don't really know what he can do to me i don't think he can throw me off that easily like moving my dices around but you will we'll, we'll find out look the entire table would that throw you off for a bit or like <laughs> I mean, if you if you start like throwing my shit around, like you take my my lucky lucky plush and throw it across the room, or you uh, like start like messing up my cards, like that have perfectly lined up on my field, and you like start scumping them all over the place, then that would that would annoy me, of course. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd get DQ'd from the tournament, but I won't lose the tort. So perfect. I, I think that I would be a loss, actually. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Zach, what are your favorite sleeves? I always go black, with Dragon Shield black. But at regionals, I did get handed purple by Tricky Jim once. Mahone enemy uh, to be purple, so that was kind of fun. And then Sapphire is another good go-to. But I just do black for everything, so I can mix and match and go the same color. But Dragon Shield, though, have to, has to be Dragon Shield. I agree. Dragon Shield matte, purple specifically, the only correct option. Hundred percent. Oh, those are busted up so cards. But... Yeah. These ones, yeah. Show these are what I shuffle. These are very tournament oh. illegal for anyone watching. Look on yeah. at the top of those cards, Judge. man. These are from Judge. the pre-release. In your house? What the heck is that from? This is a pre-release kit that I've been shuffling every day I stream. for all Every hour I stream, I'm shuffling this deck. And very often when I'm watching streams, I'm shuffling this deck. It's a... Uh, like I said, it's not tournament legal. I don't even think any of these cards are tournament legal anymore with how much they've been warped. What deck is it? It's a pre-release from Rebel Clash. It's a colossal um, okay, one. Okay, okay. Got Milo, Dan, um, uh, all the good okay, cards. Okay. Barboach, you know, 20 Join. energies. Perfect. Do you have fond memories of that deck? <laughs> Grant, what about you? What are your favorite sleeves? Uh, Katanas. Uh, and I think I've settled in on the the turquoise color. Uh, I bought like a when they they got them here in Omaha, got a box of all the different colors, um, and I think I've settled in on the the turquoise being my favorite. 
but same with Sackett, you know, having the same ones so you can mix and match, especially since Research Marnie are in every deck. Makes it easier to build. Or nothing like tearing a sleeve, you don't have any extra. And you right. have some off color that no one else has. Like, hey, you got this color that no one owns. I need a force sit no, now you gotta get entirely new sleeves. Yeah. You broke one. So yeah, it has to be more colors or same color. Slapjack thirteen asks, What is the best flavor of yogurt? Grant, start us off. Uh Greek, just either plain or vanilla. You like plain yogurt? Sure. With what? granola. Granola's the, the key ingredient to the yogurt. No. So you like granola flavors, what you're saying. Yeah. You don't like plain yep. yogurt. You like granola. Yep. But, okay. I mean, what's yogurt wow. terrible? Yeah, plain yogurt is awful. Zach. <laughs> so my <laughs> go-to is like vanilla or like vanilla bean. I think there's a difference. Okay, so I said vanilla as well, so. You also said plain. I didn't say plain. Plain is fine. Yeah, with yeah, granola. Or I'm not uh, eating. Yogurt. Who's just eating yogurt? Like a cup of yogurt. Exactly. It's like that. who just has a glass? Who's like I? I'm really in the mood for some dairy. I'm gonna have a glass of milk. You know, don't do that. You don't do that. I had no. a glass of chocolate milk before the stream started. That's chocolate milk. That's chocolate milk. Toward what's your favorite? Yeah, you've had a chocolate strawberry banana. <laughs> uh, I think blueberry. Blueberry or strawberry? Probably blueberry. Uh, that's a good one. And my answer, there's no conversation after this. We're going to jump right into the next question. <laughs> Yogurt's terrible. Cottage cheese is better. Asian Ninja Evan asks. I agree with that statement. Is the no new, conversation. No conversation. <laughs> is the new everybody rollout Pokemon more than just meme here? Oh, we missed the Blissey. There's a Blissey that comes out in this new. Oh, it looks so fun, but it's like a triple energy, though. And I'm not really into triple energy. What do you think? But it looked cool. You you looked at these today. There's what five different types. Yeah. Um. So like the blizzard gives the like the deck a shot at beating anything, right? Because like doing hundred damage with a Pokemon that has no HP at all is not great. Um, even if you can hit the thing for weakness, it's still a two shot. And you can only attack four times before you run out of your precious twin energies, and then you can't attack anymore. Um, and your opponent, as we know, has six prizes to take. So then you sit there for like the two last attacks, and you just can't do anything. And your life is kind of sad. So you need to play some sort of Rayhan and basic energies in there somehow as well to like even be able to attack. But it's still kind of awkward. And then, um, and then yeah, and you also have the issue of like if you go second, your opponent can snipe down your Chansey before you even get the chance to evolve it. Um, and your opponent has a V Pokemon, no matter what deck they're playing, that they don't have to evolve, and all the V Pokemon in the format can attack before they evolve, so they can always knock out your things, and you're still two-shotting the things. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure, man. It seems a little bit iffy, but if you set a Blissey fast, and you take advantage of weakness, maybe you can one-shot the EVs before they evolve or something. Like when they eventually start attacking with them, so like maybe it's it's a lot of things going against the deck as well. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in my tire one uh, right yet. No. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I have no draw support in that deck. No, Other than bad. Marnie and research, yeah. It's yeah, supposed to look cool though. I think it's bad. Yeah, like they didn't even I, try. I don't think it, it was an idea. They put hey, forth an idea, but like, why do we need? Why do we need to add that idea if we're going to put it in a set with 
240 other. Couldn't it at the least like count for the active as well? It did that is like 120 instead of capping at 100. That would have been kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Why is it just the bad? unless Guyfield reprint? Melo's been saying it for a while. Uh, or he you know, so you get three more Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's better. I mean, three more Pokemon is actually enough, right? Because then yeah. you do 160, and you times it with two, and then you one shot the V Max. I mean that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you do get the three extra Pokemon, that's actually enough. That's fair. Yeah. And they have enough Pokemon for it. So. Oh yeah, they definitely do. That's true. All right. Wait. Well, let's wait for the sky fill and then uh, take the thing out of the binder. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you could DCE. DA Askew asks, this is a weird one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are gingerbread houses made of flesh or are gingerbread men made of house? They're coming up on Christmas. Okay. Oh, Pat. speaking of who, the Mountain Dew <laughs> Pepsi came out with a new flavor of Mountain Dew. It was the gingerbread snap or something flavor. And I had it this morning. It's, uh, it's pretty okay. Dude, the, the way that like Mountain Dew and, and some of these companies like Lay's and Doritos and stuff come up with new flavors and put them out immediately, like, let's get more Pokemon cards printed, you know? It's the same thing, essentially. Yeah. Making a chip or printing a piece of cardboard. We did get more Pokemon cards. We have 284 of them. Well, and that, and okay, that was going to be the grant rant. We could put this big set out there because they've added all these production facilities online. It's... Well, we don't just because you have more production capability doesn't mean we need to put these giant sets out there. Put the family sets out as a separate product. I'm like, well, no, those don't sell. So it sounds like gingerbread houses are made. Uh, no, it's gingerbread men are made out of gingerbread houses. Insomniac asks, <laughs> Tord, how do you deal with the pressure of being called one of the greatest of all time? Hmm. That's fine. I don't care. It's it's cool. It's a compliment, right? That's 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 fine. That's fine. Let's go. There's what? no pressure yeah, when you're yeah. just like, thanks. Oh, ow! I went to an IRL tournament this past weekend on Saturday, and I heard I didn't actually get to talk to the person, but I heard that there was a fan of Sack, right? That was floating around at that tournament, and that just blew my mind. And it was one person, one little kid that watched my streams. I can't imagine being called the greatest of all time and have everyone think you're that good and not just want to get to you. That's I mean, it has, it has like for years, but like, I think I, I come more to terms with it like more recently, um, but it used to stress me out like a ton. So like play a game and then if I'm taking long, like I usually do, right? Because uh, I'm, I'm slow, especially when I'm struggling. I, uh, I play slow to try to find like this little percent comeback window or something. And then we have like a crowd start gathering around the table as much as they can with other judges, like throwing them away. And then there's a lot of eyes and feel like I have to play good. But I also, I also think I perform better under pressure. So it's not, it's not that bad, but it's, it's, it's some sort of rush, I guess, but it's, it's fun. I was definitely, I was definitely nerve wracking for, for a long while, for sure. It's probably. Like, better. I try. I try. I try to. I try to embrace it now. That's that's yeah. my new yeah. attitude to it. So uh, we, we're trying to say it's cool. But it's probably uh, better to be the best in the world than not be. You know, at least yeah. be recognized for your accomplishments. I, you know, like I'm still. All, I've always been nervous playing like any game, of course. But that's just how I am. But 
I think it I think it helps you like be more sharp if you're a little more emotion emotionally invested in every game and not so casual about it. I don't know. It's uh it's fine. Last question from Stellar Wish Gaming. And I know some of you listening to this might realize we skipped your question. Correct. Your boy got a vote too, because the polling closes at eight o'clock and it's six thirty right now. So Tord, how do you prepare for a big tourney? I uh, I test my deck a lot. Um, it depends, though, like how much time I have, right? But like optimally, say um, like the tournament I tried to do the most for probably like EUIC when I was testing Sorpod. Um, I tried to build that engine, uh, but then like first you need to like find something you want to play, right? And something that has a fine meta position. And then you need to find the best list for it, or like I do. Um, so I test a lot, try to not be uh, biased or um, too much in, or like have, have too much of a tunnel vision on my deck either. So always be open to like, like scrapping the whole thing and go around. But then eventually you need to commit. Um, after a certain time, you need to commit. Then you can't like mess around with all, all other options anymore. Then it's better to like pick one deck, one archetype, and optimize it as much as possible. Like even if it turns out to not be the best play in the end, it's still better to commit to it, so you know how to play, so you know you have uh, as good of a list of it as possible. Um, instead of like risking changing your deck a week before, a day before, even worse, um, and then play something you. Don't really know how to pilot. And you always heard these stories about, oh man, I just I had to pick this deck last night and I made day two or top eight, or I won the event or whatever, right? But that's not how you do consistently well. Like it will happen because like half the tournament, that's how they prepare, right? So one of them are bound to get lucky and do well once. And but that's not the way to do it, right? It's just it's just not how you want to. So like you want to pick a deck, good time in advance, and you want to practice with it. And you want to treat a tournament like anything else important in your life. You want to be prepared, right? Like treat it like an exam. You want to put in the work for it. And if you don't, you can be lucky as well, as well of course, but it's not how you really want to do it, right? How early do you commit to a deck? You said the day, night before is not it. I've made mistakes in the past, it sounds like. Um, a week before is not it. Still making mistakes, right? How early do you pick a deck and be like, this is the one? Like, is it like a month out? You're like, I'm going to medical this tournament in a month away. Is it like three weeks? It has to be like more than a week, right? Like two weeks out, do you try to commit to a deck and just fine tune it? Or is it like months in advance? I mean, the earlier, the better. Uh, I think like at, at the week, that should be, should be your deadline. You should pick a deck at least a week before I, I personally think. Um, and if you don't really have time to play to it the last week, you should start even earlier, right? It depends on how much time you have. But if you still have a whole week to like, test your deck properly. Um, so you can commit multiple hours each day before the tournament. Depends how serious you want to take it, of course, as well, right? But um, like most people, especially those that are not full-time Pokemon, they don't have like five, six hours each day and like for a whole week to test their deck before original even, right? So if you don't have that time, you need to pick a deck even earlier, right? Um, so basically as as early as possible, but if you do have time at least, then I would say a week is is like minimum. 
And I know a lot of really good players are not doing this. And uh, a lot of other players, like um, people that think they're less professional as well, are not doing this either. But I, I think it's the way to go. The earlier, the better. But I will, I will say a week is the minimum at yeah. least. And like I personally, I like about two weeks. It's close enough to the event that I can grab the meta pretty well. Nothing crazy will happen in two weeks usually. And in two weeks, I can really fine tune a deck and like know all my matchups and everything. So, you think that'll change? Like now that we've like the internet era that we've lived in for the last year and a half has been the meta changes pretty quickly, or you see new stuff and everyone hops on the last deck. Will that change once we get back to IRL and it's sporadic? Uh-huh. You know, results. It's hard to say. If anything, like the meta just progresses faster, so it's easy for you to like predict the meta even earlier in advance, right? Because it shouldn't be like the all the big advancements and evolution of the meta should happen in the early stages. So I guess it depends on the tournament days as well, right? Then, but if everything happens really fast and the meta gets figured out faster, then uh, like it shouldn't change much. Like you should still give yourself reasonable enough time to like know your deck, your own deck. Because I think people are too worried about what everyone else is gonna play. And in the end, you can't really control that. But it's much more important what your what cards you're actually holding in your own hands than what everyone else is gonna bring, I think. I did a lot of super horrible meta calls. But I made sure my deck was really, really good. Um I won an IC with probably the worst meta call you can imagine. I played Sora Gardevoir instead of Sauropod, and I faced 14 Buzzwalls in a row or something. And Sauropod was just so much better against that matchup. But I chose to play Sora Guardi anyway. Um, But the deck was really good, so we somehow got through it anyway. Because, like, the deck was really optimized. It was fine-tuned. It had every single tech card it needed. But it was a really bad meta call. But I picked the deck, or like I've worked on the deck at least for long enough that it, it worked out fine anyway. I've watched that tournament run so many times. Zorgard is ridiculous, but those Boswells are rough. I mean, you'd much rather have a Grass partner that won't just like and rock than a stage mm-hmm. 2 partner that needs like 4 energy to do anything, right? I mean... Also good to jump on. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you know. You know, yeah. yeah. Good run for that one. You'll love to hear the like best little tidbit there at the very end as a reward for those people who made it to the end of the pod. I definitely got something out of that. Which <laughs> I'm the type who is like, I'm gonna play one deck for a whole format. So it's a good like motivator of like, okay, I'm heading in the right direction. I don't play anywhere near enough games to say I'm anywhere near that level, but that's a good like pick a deck, run with it play it better than everyone else and you can win a lot i think that was a, a decent spark note of what you said yeah i think so I, you'd much rather be a master of one deck than medium in 20 decks right because you can't you can't bring 20 decks you can bring one deck you better be really good at the one you bring right so yeah i got a list of notes here i watched toward for hours today and Got to spend some more time <laughs> with him tonight. Just, uh, I'm hey, literally writing know. down notes here the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's going to win the next regionals? Salt Lake City. Don't even bother going. It's booze. Yeah. So, Tord, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us at the last minute. And uh, if people are interested, 
where can they find more of you, whether it's stream, coaching, etc.? On me? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, and it's my name, Tord Reklev, at Tord Reklev. And it's also a link to my coaching page there on Metafy and uh, my YouTube that I last uploaded to last year. Maybe maybe we'll do another video one day. We'll, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Uh, but that's, that's it. It was really fun joining you guys as well. I had a lot of laughs. So definitely don't regret it. Yeah, we'll have to have you back too, for sure. For sure. Sack, where can the people find you if they want more of your interesting idea? <laughs> for sure. When Fusion Strike comes out, you guys will definitely see me playing Chromomatic, Peony, Genocide V. Deck over at SackSack17 on Twitch. And then on Twitter, you'll probably see the list posted there when I tweet it out because I think it's good. Is <laughs> SackSack underscore 17. So. <laughs> That's where you guys can find me at. Grant, where can the people find you if they want more legal advice on PTCG Law? Yeah, Twitter at uh, RealBooCK, one word, and then you'll see me. I mod for all three of you guys. Uh, boo underscore CK on Twitch. <laughs> what a flex. I didn't even realize yeah, all that. All three of them. Yeah. Oh Insane. And then, of course, me. You can find me Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Uh, remember, leave a review for the show. Always appreciated. Helps a ton for people who are trying to find the show because, I mean, look, it's like really hard to find a Pokemon trading card game podcast when you're just browsing because we don't get the listens that like a real video game podcast gets, but we're lumped in the same category. So if you can leave a review on like Apple, it helps a ton to make it easier to find as opposed to like IGN or like other video game podcasts that uh, talk about all the video games in the world. And yeah, this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. Catch you all next week.